0: If you guys are new to Oasis and this is your first time being here, if you haven't been here in a couple weeks, we've been going through a series called Building the Core. And we're going to just jump right into the word this morning, but just real quick, uh, we've been doing this series called Building the Core. We've been talking about uh, our, our core values as a church. And there's a card back there if you want to check them out, what we believe in here. And it's not about Oasis as church. If you guys have been coming, you know this. It's not about us. It's not about the church. It's not about me. It has nothing to do with that. These core values were based off of scripture. And we believe that these core values are are what Jesus calls us as a church and as followers of Jesus to be. Not Christians. Not Christians. Followers of Jesus to be. Amen. And so we're on this one, moving right along here. This one is serving over self. This is going to be good. You ready? You ready? If you have your Bibles or your smartphones or whatever you guys use, if you have a smartphone, it might be better because we're going to read out of the message version. Before you judge me for doing the message version, all right, any deep theologians out there, they're like, why are you preaching out of the message version? This is like one of ten times that I'll do it ever. But the way this reads is amazing. If you don't have a Bible and you're like, I don't even know what the message version is, great. But there's going to be a big Bible right there on the screen. So open up your Bibles if you have them to Mark 10. And I'm just going to read this as we kick off. Serving over self. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay, enough for there. Here we go. James and John, Zebedee's sons, came up to him. They came up to Jesus. And they said, teacher, we have something we want you to do for us. How cool would it have been to have Jesus face-to-face and ask him some questions or ask him for some things? Anybody? Just me. Cool. Okay, I'll keep reading. What is it? I'll see what I can do, Jesus said. Arrange it, they said. (laughs) So that we will be awarded the highest places of honor in your glory. One of us at your right, the other at your left. Just so you know, they're asking to sit in heaven next to Jesus. Okay, we all there? Nod your heads if you're there. You with me? They're asking a very big question, a very big request. Jesus said, (laughs) you have no idea what you're asking. Are you capable of drinking the cup I drink? Of being baptized in the baptism I'm about to be plunged into? Sure, they said. <laughs> Just imagine that. Yeah, of course, Jesus, we're, about to, we're able to do what you're about to do. What he's saying is, hey, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to get beaten. I'm going to get bruised. I'm going to get a crown of thorns on my head. I'm going to get lashes on my back. I'm going to die for you, and then I'm going to go to the grave. Can you do that? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, totally. Morons. Keep reading. <laughs> Jesus said to them, come to think of it, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized in my baptism. But as to awarding places of honor, that's not my business. That's my father's business. There are other arrangements for that. When the other ten disciples heard of this conversation, they lost their tempers with James and John. Jesus got them all together to settle things down. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, never to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. Jesus, this is your word. We pray, God, that it pierces hearts, that, Father, the lost will come home today. God, that we will grow deeper with you, God, that we will understand a deeper revelation of what you've called us to be as followers of you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this powerful word. We thank you, God, for who you are. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Has any of you ever had to explain something to someone over and over again? Story of my marriage, praise God. Story of my marriage with my wife with me. Just real, real serious here. She is amazing. But I'm going to tell you right now that there are time after time after time that my wife will say something to me. And I'm in the room. Oh, I'm there in the room, present there in the flesh in the room. And she says, did you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, totally heard you. Five minutes later, she comes back. She goes, did you hear me? No, babe, I wasn't listening. Truth truth be told, was not listening. How many of you have ever been in the room and someone tells you something, but you are shutting off your ears to what they're saying? Anybody? Just me. You all really need to pray for me. I'm a terrible pastor. It happens all the time. Story of my marriage. Pray for us. But there was a time when I was young, and my dad is a carpenter as well as a pastor. He's kind of like Jesus. Bad joke. Real bad joke. And so he built a lot of things growing up. And I had the privilege and the opportunity to go learn from my father in a lot of different ways. One of them was framing a house, framing homes. And I was seven years old, and I remember this story like it was yesterday. And I, I, I was there, and we were starting to lift the boards up, and we were starting to put the nails in, and we were starting to hammer nails so we could frame a house. I never really had hammered a nail yet. If I did, it was on the ground, and I was a, it was never going to hurt me. But my dad said, son, listen. Listen you got to get the nail set a little bit. Anybody ever built anything? You don't just go whale the nail right away because it's not going to go. It's going to go flying, so you got to get the nail set. Once you get the nail set, pull your finger away from the nail and do your very best to hit the nail. Don't hit the wood. The wood's expensive. I said, yes, Dad, I got it. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm listening. How many of you know I was thinking about something else, donuts? Whatever was there, donuts, there was a lot of donuts. My mom's always brought us donuts to the job site. It was amazing. I was just staring at him like, I want those. I'm not listening. I want those. I'm not listening. He walks away. To his defense, he showed me. He told me. He gave me what he expected. I put the nail up. I tap it in. I'm ready to go. I forgot one thing. You all know what it is? Forgot to move my finger away from the nail. I swung that hammer as hard as I could. I smashed this fingernail straight down the center of it. Praise God. I was out of work for two weeks. It was awesome, actually. I praised every minute of it. Didn't have to go build the house. It was incredible. But I smacked my finger. Destroyed it. You want to know why? Because I was in the room, but I was not listening. His disciples, Jesus' 12 sidekicks, amazing men, young men, And we look at those guys sometimes and we go, man, why didn't you have it all together? You were with Jesus. You know what's awesome? It's an example of you and me. They're us. They didn't have it all together. They never got it all together. Praise God. But they went day in and day out trying to serve and be like Jesus. But in this moment in Mark, Jesus is in the room. And Jesus is telling him, you can't have what you're asking. You can't get what you're asking. But, you know, we look at that and go, Wow, they told him one time and they didn't get it. Nope. <laughs> See, backstory a little bit here. Just need to give you a little bit of scripture background. Is that okay? In Mark, a few chapters before, Jesus is performing miracles. He's feeding the 5,000, He's healing the sick, He's doing incredible things that we pray that Jesus still does today and He still is doing today. Amen. And so the disciples are all a part of this. They're seeing it. They're watching it. They're experiencing it. They're firsthand in it. And they start to have a little argument off the side, these 12 dudes. You know what the argument was about? Who's the greatest out of the 12? (laughs) Who's the greatest? So they are fighting. They are bickering. They are, some theologians believe, yelling to the point of almost fist fighting with each other because they're getting so fired up about who's the best. And Jesus walks into the room. Jesus already knows because Jesus knows everything, praise God. But he walks in the room and he goes, what are you talking about? As if he didn't know. And they go, we're just trying to figure out who's the best. He said, stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's the best. It matters who will be the servants. They will be the best. That was the first time. You like that little slide? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Second time, same thing happens. Jesus, however, predicts his death. Jesus tells his disciples, hey, yo, bros, Listen. I got something to tell you. I'm, I'm going to go to the cross, and I'm going to get beaten, and I'm going to get bruised, and I'm going to get a crown of thorns on my head, and guess what? I'm going to die for you and for all of mankind, for the whosoever believes in me. I'm going to die for them. I'm going to die for them so that if they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is the Lord, they will spend eternity with me in paradise. That is the news, the greatest news, the greatest hope that any of us can have in our hearts. Amen. This world's going to fade. This life's going to end. And we're all going to be able to have the chance to be with our Father in heaven. You all can wake up and say amen. So Jesus tells them all this great news. Not really great news for Jesus. But he's sitting there telling them. And immediately after... (laughs) Immediately after, he's like, have you ever had that friend where they're like, you want to go and talk to them? This is a side note. You want to go talk to them. You want to, like, get some counseling from them. You want to get some help from them. And somehow, some way, it's always turned back to them. Love those friends. Anyways, that's what happens in this story. Jesus says, hey, listen, I'm going to go to the cross for you. And right afterwards, the disciples start to argue again about who's going to be the best. I would have killed him. Honest, full disclosure, would have hit him. Would have hit him. At least hit him. Guys, you're not getting it. He already told you once, the greatest among you will be the servant. He now tells you, hey, I'm going to die for you, and he has to go back and tell them again, stop arguing, I'm going to go to the cross, I'm the greatest, come alongside with me and serve, and they still don't get it. This is the human condition. This is us. This is me. I could have sat there face to face. I don't fault the disciples. I don't fault them at all. Because if I'm in the room and I'm seeing all the great stuff Jesus does, I'm asking the same questions. Oh, you are too. No, I'm not. I'm a great man, a great woman. You're lying. You all want to be great, and there's nothing wrong with that. But greatness isn't what the world tells us. Serving over self, that's what Jesus has to say. And so we fast forward a little bit longer in Mark. Check it out. Read it. I challenge you. And there's two brothers. (laughs) I have a brother. He's awesome. He's awesome but I don't know if we would have ever walked in together in the room to ask this request of my father, right? I've asked a lot of things from my dad. I'm sure you have too. But these two brothers have it in their heads to go, you know what? We've heard Jesus say it once. We've heard Jesus say it twice. Let's go a third time. (laughs) I think this is hysterical. You all do not. That's awesome. Praise God. I'll preach to myself. They walk into Jesus again. So Another passage in Matthew, it says they sent their mother (laughs) You ask Jesus. <laughs> We're not reading that passage. another sermon, another time. They go into Jesus and say, Jesus, we got one request for you. Can we sit with you in heaven next to you? We want the highest position. We want to be the best. Again, and Jesus says, bros, seriously, you don't get this. You want to be great? You want to be the best? Serve serve my people. I didn't come here to be served. I came to serve. These are strong words. These command from Jesus is clear. It's not, hey, serve sometimes. It says, serve, period. But Jesus, no, serve, period. No, but. There's no but. There's no comma, period. Serve. Serve my world. Serve my people. Do it. This is what I came to do. Follow me, serving over self. This is hard. If you are ever too big to serve, let me tell you this. Can I just say this? You will always be too small to lead. Oh. I feel like a gut punch just to the stomach. That's it for me right there. You want to lead? It's not bad. You guys ever want to lead? You want to lead in your jobs? You want to lead in your family? You want to lead in your careers? You want to lead in this world? If you're ever too big to serve and to serve people, you are always going to be too small to lead. I'm telling you right now. Jesus gives it as clear as day. He says, yo, listen, whoever wants to be first must be last, and whoever is last will be first. So serve. Serve. It's a clear command. It's nothing deep. There's nothing theological about it. There's nothing crazy about it. He just says, go serve my people. Go serve the homeless person on the street. Go serve the neighbor that is crazy and plays his music till 2, 3 in the morning. Go serve the one that doesn't like you. Go serve the family member that's nuts. Go serve them. Serve them because this is my command from heaven. This is why I came. Jesus came to serve us. You know what he served us? The cross. We don't need anything else. You guys with me? This is not like, wow, this is profound. I've never heard this stuff before. But you know what? I read this and I get hit. You know why? Because this is not my heart all the time. This is not my heart. Serving over self, I pray that's my heart. I pray that I get closer to God. The human condition is real. We as humans want to do us. This is like a progression of showing us how we are as humans. This word, when people say this word is relevant today, I laugh. Not at them. Never at them. <laughs> you guys are like, he laughs at me sometimes. Never. But I laugh because how can you read what I just read? How can you see what I just explained and not think this is how people are today? Thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, this book was written, and today it's still relevant, and today it still pierces hearts. That's why some of you are like, man, stop preaching this word. This is hard, because it's hitting hearts. It's alive. It's active. It's, du- it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It's piercing hearts. This word is true, and the word of God tells us, hey, listen, you want to become great? Serve. You want to become great? Serves. Jesus tells them, don't be like the Gentiles. Don't be like the rulers throwing around your weight. We got, I want to say this the right way. (laughs) I'm sweating. We got people today. We got people today, followers of Jesus today, that get the position, that that get the place in church, that, that, that get elevated, and they're like, serve me now. I am, I am, serve me. I don't know what that voice is, have no idea all over the place today. Thank you very much, coffee. But we get to these positions like, no, I'm above them. I'm above them. That's too little for me. That's too much for me. I don't don't touch that. That's dirty. As followers of Jesus, we never let those words come out of our mouth. We never let those words touch our heart and pierce our hearts. You know what we say? I'm never too big for that. I'm never too big to step up and to serve. I'm never too big. I don't want to throw my weight of power around. I don't want to throw this or that around. Just because you got Jesus doesn't mean you're any better than the person that doesn't. Can I just say that to you? I'm telling you as a church, if I ever hear that someone from Oasis Church so, told somebody off because they think you guys think that you have Jesus and those people don't and you're better than them, I'll call some friends that don't love Jesus. I got a lot of them. And I'll, I'll, I promise, it's not, the church has done a disservice to this world. Really, followers of Jesus have elevated themselves and said, too, too much, too big, too dirty, no way, I got me. I got me. And Jesus tells his disciples three times, three times, you're never too big. Is this encouraging you? Is this hard? But it's encouraging, I promise, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Today, the Son of God, Jesus, came to serve and never to be served, giving us the example that our self-desires die at the foot of Jesus' cross. The ones that served will be called the greatest in the kingdom of God. And the cross, this is it, should fuel us to serve every day. Serving is the antidote for selfishness. Serving is the antidote to selfishness. How many people are selfish? If you raise your hand, this is Succession. Praise God, everybody, amazing. I'm in this with you guys. Selfish. You know what an antidote is? I got to read it so I don't screw it up. you all like, you know, uh, the medicine to counteract a particular poison. We got poison in us. Praise God for that news. Oh, awesome message, JP. Keep preaching. This is great. We all got poison in us. You know what it is? Me. Me mentality. Me, 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 me. We live in a day in a world today, I've said this before, where it's all about I'm just going to do me. Oh, I'm just doing me, bro. How you doing? Just doing me. Worried about me. This happens all the time. Talk to people on the streets here in the city, and people will tell you all the time, how you doing? Mel well, man, you know this has happened in my life. This has happened in my life. This has happened. In- I'm just, uh, just Me, 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 me. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, serving is the antidote to that poison. You want to be great? You want to be known? Serve. Serve, the human condition is me. I pray that daily you all wake up. I pray that daily I wake up and say this, Jesus, let me die to self and lift me up to where you want me to go. Help me to serve your people. Help me to love your people. Help me to change this city. Help me to be the bright light that you've called me to be in this city because if I try to do it, I'm gonna fail. If I try to do it, I'm gonna screw up. If I try to do it, I'm gonna mess up some people. So Jesus, I need to die here this morning and I need to be like you today. More of you, Jesus, less of me. I don't need anything else. I need more of you. See, Jesus, children are amazing, right? I love kids. We don't have one yet, but we have a niece and nephew. We have some kids that are close to us here in the city. Little Rose, he's awesome. Rose is amazing. My nephew and niece are amazing. Children are awesome, but children are selfish. not saying about Rose. Rose is a giver. But children are selfish, right? You watch it. You watch a a child when they get a new toy, and there's other kids around. They ain't giving that toy up. Oh, heck no. They ain't releasing that toy to their friend. Their friend could be, like, real nice and kind and walk up to them. They ain't giving that toy. That's their toy. That's their spot on the swing. That's their bike. They're selfish. Guess what? Those are children. We're humans, and we got a lot of humans. We got a lot of followers of Jesus still acting like children. We do. We do. Can I just be honest with you? We got a lot of people still acting like kids. Because guess what should happen every single day? You should become more and more and more and more like Jesus. Not perfect, but more and more and more like Jesus. James and John, they're adults. The disciples, they're adults. But they were acting like children. And we read, we read that and we go, man, how could they? That's us. That's us. Jesus says, put childish things aside. Put childish ways to death. Start becoming more and more like me. Start to grow every single day like me. Start to become who I've called you to be every single day. And I truly believe this, that if you want to become like Jesus, start acting like Jesus. And to act like Jesus is to serve like Jesus. You want me to say that again? I don't know what I said, but I'm going to try to do it again. You want to be like Jesus, then start to serve like Jesus. You want to be like Jesus? You want to be closer to him? Serve the way Jesus served. Get to know Jesus. Well, how did he serve? I don't know. JP, how? how? It's in his word. He'll show you. Read the stories in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. it will see how Jesus just loved people, cared for people, went out of his way for people like Zacchaeus, like we talked about. Jesus' heart was for people always. Serving is the antidote to selfishness. we got to get this out of us we got to step outside ourselves and just say, you know what, Jesus, I want more and more and more of you. Well, how do I start? (laughs) It's a key question people ask. How do I start? Simple ways. Maybe someone you live with. Maybe your spouse. Maybe the neighbor. Or better yet, maybe you come to church and you serve in the church. Oh, this message is all about serving in the church. I saw what you did there. No. Scripture. Jesus started in the temple. Paul started in the temple. We read Paul. Paul's one of the heroes of the faith. Guess what? We think Paul got saved and started serving three years. Three years he served the church back home. He learned, he grew, he'd learned and grew, he learned and grew, and he served. You want to start becoming great? You want to start becoming like Jesus? Maybe just maybe serving the church. Maybe just maybe help come and set up. We got some things out here. Zach's got a list. You know why? Because here's the deal we're growing. We're growing as a church. This is awesome. Praise God. People are growing more importantly in their hearts. But guess what? With more growth, needs more things to be done. These are just ways that you're like, man, maybe I can do that. Because oftentimes people are like, hey, I don't know what I have. I don't know the talents. I don't know how the giftings that I have in me. So I just won't serve. No, Jesus needs what you have. This world needs what you have inside of you to serve them. So these are just a few. But guess what? A bigger one? We'll have Chicago, we'll have Inglewood. Step up on oh, my schedule, my calendar. Oh, my gosh. I, psh, psh. I bet you if you looked at your calendar, besides your work stuff, that's important. Go to your job. Do all that stuff. Praise God for jobs. Amen. Thank you so much that we are able to live. But if you looked at your calendar, I wonder how much of it is about you. I look at my calendar sometimes. I'm like, I can't. Oh, oh man, I really wanted to do that. No, I don't need to do that. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but there's times I look at myself and I go, you know what, if I'm going to tell them to do it, I got to do it. So guess what? This week as I'm preparing this message, let me just tell you how many times my schedule was disrupted. A lot. Because Jesus says, you're going to go preach to them, you better be put through the fire before you go put them. I said to her, this has been a long week. I don't like preaching messages because guess what? I got to go through them. (laughs) But you know what? I would rather get closer to Jesus and then I would rather come and tell you guys that it is possible. You can do it. Come on, let's do it together. Serving over self. Serving is the antidote to selfishness. Get it out of you. Get it out of you. Pray it out of you. Serve above yourself. Step up and serve the people around you. This world needs you. The second thing is this. The greatest one in God's eyes is the one that serves. Today more than ever, right, we want to be famous. It's, it's a plague. Can I be honest? It's a plague. Look at Instagram. Look at social media. Everybody is trying to be famous real fast. They want people to see him. They want people to know him. They want to be heard. They want to be famous. And guess what? Being famous, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but the desire of the heart is what's bad. You know, we want to elevate ourselves instead of allowing people to elevate us, instead of God elevating us. We want to be elevated, we want to be famous. We want to take that perfect picture. We want to get to get the next business idea. We want to, to be this or that in the field that you've called to be so that people know who you are. we you're like, no, not me. I don't, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to do that. Okay, maybe you're great and awesome, praise God, for you, because we need more like you. But the rest of us, sometimes we just want people to know us. We want the recognition. We want to to go do a service project and for all of our friends to see it and to know about it and to hear about it. We want to go be Jesus to the people in our community. And if people don't say, great job, well done, good job, high five, we don't go do it again. Oh, Jay, this is a really hard, I'm really sorry. But this is the truth. You want to be great? You want to be famous? You want to be the people that Jesus has called you to be? You want to be elevated by the king of kings? Then go and serve. Step up outside yourself and serve. There's nothing, like I wrote this message and sometimes I think here, man, I should be a little bit more deeper. (laughs) People aren't going to come if I'm not deep. If I don't have deep theological stuff today, this is deep theological stuff. Because if we can't get this, we'll never be able to get the greater things of God. I promise you that. If you're sitting there praying like, God, give me more. I need more of you. I need more of you. And he's like, yo, I'll give you more if you just get up out the couch and go serve some people. You know what I love about James and John Jordan can come up? You know, they, they approach Jesus. They say, Jesus, we got a request. You know what Jesus does, which is awesome? He, does, he already knows, right? Jesus knows all things. He already knew what they were about to ask him. That's what I believe. That's what we believe as a church. Jesus knows, and he moves, and he it's a long, deep theological. Stuff. He knew already. You know what I love about Jesus? He was full of grace. James and John came to him and said, hey, i got a request for you. Jesus didn't say, you might want to turn around and walk back. You, you want to think this one through. He said, yo, what is it? They asked him. Jesus, full of grace, is like, you're asking the wrong questions. You're asking the wrong things. You're not going to be able to do what I'm going to do. You're not going to be able to to be baptized. And then Jesus, I feel like I read that, and and he gets checked almost. Like, you know what? As come to think of it, you will go what I go through. Serving's hard. People don't always like you. People don't always praise you. Serving is tough. Being a part of a church, pastoring people, it's tough. People aren't always like, yay. (laughs) It'd be awesome. But Jesus tells us, you want to be great, guess what? You will go through, if you're a follower of Jesus, what I went through. People will not always like you. People will not always praise you. People will not always give you high fives and glory, great, good job, boom. No, but guess what? You want to be with me, then serve regardless of what people are saying. Serve regardless. You want to be great, serve You want to be known by God and be found faithful, serve. You want to leave a legacy here on earth, serve. You want people to know your name, serve. You want the the name of your family to be known throughout history, serve. You want more Jesus, serve. Serve. And the last thing is this, and this this is how it all ties together. The cross should be our fuel to serve us. Serving's hard, right? But every single day, I just wonder, the question is, is, if you wake up, you get out of bed, you don't get on the social media right away, you don't start checking emails, you don't worry about life, because life is going to happen, and it's going to happen fast every day. But maybe you just sit there for a second, and you say, Jesus, feel me. Jesus, feel me today. See, his cross is what fuels me. And the question has to be begged, if you want to serve, and you want to be great, and you want to be like Jesus, what are you asking to be filled with? What's fueling you? Gatorade? Coconut milk? Gym? A relationship? Money? Fame? What's fueling you? Jesus and his cross? Or the world? Guys, I, I, I'm not perfect, right? When I when I think about that cross, when I think about what Jesus did for me, and I have the greatest news ever in my heart, and, and I believe what He did was true, and I and I see and I look back at that cross and I say, Man, you took my pain, my shame, my sin, everything that I've done. You've taken it past, present, future, you've taken it to the cross. You served me. A More than anybody, more than my wife will ever, and she knows that I love her. She serves me better than anybody, but he will serve me greatest. And I go, man, that cross, that cross should fuel me every day to get up out of bed and say, Jesus, fill me up. Fuel me. I want this world to know you. This world is dying. There are people dying every day here in Chicago. I was sitting with some people yesterday, and they were just making jokes about it. And it struck me like we just look at this life as like we got one shot, and if it works out, cool. If it doesn't, great, whatever. No, people are going to spend eternity somewhere. They're going to spend eternity either in heaven or in hell. And guess what? I want the cross to fuel me to go serve the people so that they don't spend eternity in hell. I want them to send eternity in paradise the way that Jesus brought it into existence from the very beginning of time. I want the cross to fuel me. I want the cross to fuel you. I want the empty tomb to speak life into you. Leave the grave clothes. You've never served before. You've been selfish. Guess what? Today's a new day. It doesn't matter. Step up today. Step up tomorrow. Step up the next day and say, you know what? I'm going to serve because that cross demanded it for me. That cross took it for me. Church, you can say amen because I don't know what you got to do to wake up this morning. This is the greatest news ever. Serve over self. Jesus went and served us. Hebrews 6, 10 says this. God is not unjust. He will never forget your work and the love that you have shown to him as you have helped his people and continued to help them. The cross should fuel you. Better yet, it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what reward you get on heaven. Jesus says he won't forget when you get to heaven face to face with him. He's going to go, well done. Come on. Let's do this for eternity together. Come into my house. Come into my presence forever. You served people. You loved me. You served people. You loved me. His cross demands it. Amen? 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 Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes? Heavenly Father, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you for that cross. Jesus, we thank you, Father, for what you did on that cross for us. Father, through that act of love, that death mission for us, Jesus, you've called us to greater things. You've called us to new heights and new depths of love and of grace and of mercy and of forgiveness. So, Father, today I just want to... First and foremost, thank you for that. But God, there are people in this room that need to know you for the first time. God, there are people in this room that, that are trying everything and anything else, Father, to fulfill themselves. God, they need you to fulfill them first and foremost. God, I pray that our Holy Spirit will begin to move in this place. With every head bowed and every eye closed, this is a moment. We don't want to miss this. If you're in this room right now and you've said, listen, I've never, like you said, confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart that Jesus is Lord, but I want to serve this Jesus. If this Jesus loves me the way you've told me, if this Jesus cares for me the way you've told me, I want that love. I've tried everything else. If you're in this room, he's speaking to you. He's knocking. It says he will never push his way through. He just knocks. He's patient. He's saying, I'm here. If you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time, Or maybe you just need to say, you know what, I need to dedicate my life back to Jesus. I've been going the wrong way. In this moment, on the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up. I just want you to slip your hand up. Nobody's looking around. This is a moment between you and heaven. And it says, when the one comes home, heaven throws a party. I want to see a party up in heaven. So on the count of three, I want to pray with you. One, he loves you. Two, he died for you. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. If you're in the room, slip your hand up. Slip your hand up. No one's looking. Praise God. Praise God. Hands are up. No one look. No one look. Praise God. If you lifted your hand, you can put it down. If you lifted your hand, why don't we all pray this together as a family? Just pray this out loud as a confession, as a prayer today. Jesus, everybody, I receive you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. I am yours. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. I am yours. I will follow you all the days of my life. Give me your spirit so that I may walk with you each and every day. Father, I thank you for those that slipped their hands up for the first time. Father, we praise you. We know that heaven is rejoicing with them. God, this is a new beginning. This is a brand new start for these people. God, I just pray life into them. I pray that Satan and his schemes and his lies will be far from them. Father, today I pray for each and every one of us, God, that we will, we will step up and we will step out to be your hands and feet. That, Father, we'll leave ourselves at the, feet of, at the foot of your cross and we will be your hands and feet, God. That we will serve, that we will serve above ourselves, that we will put selfishness aside and we will serve your people. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. And it's in your great name, in Jesus' name that we ask. Amen. Amen, amen. Just a few more minutes and we're out of here, I promise. We're going to take communion this morning as they come up. This is, a, this is something that we do as a church once a month. This is a powerful moment. You don't have to be a part of this church to take communion. You don't have to, to, to be a member in this church to take communion. The word is clear. It says if you are a follower of Jesus, you are welcomed at his table. All are welcome, but it says this very specifically. If you do not know Jesus or if you not had a moment to just say, Jesus, I want forgiveness, I need you, it says Be very cautious. But all are welcome. So before you step out and step up, this is just a symbol. Nothing more. There's nothing that's going to be crazy awesome about when you dump in that, except the presence of God is going to fill you. Amen? This is a symbol. So take a minute. Jordan's going to play. Take a moment with God. Just say, God, I'm here. I want to be with you closer. I take this in remembrance of you. You've given me your body that was broken. You've given me your blood that was poured out for me. That's what saves us. If you need prayer this morning or you made your first time commitment or you rededicated your life to Jesus, we want to pray with you. We want to get a Bible in your hand. We want to get to make sure that you get on the right track here. So if the prayer team can come on up, we want to pray with you. Don't, don't worry about who's around, who's looking. We're all family in this place. Amen. So we love you. We we are so grateful for what God's doing in your life. Go this week and be Jesus to people. Come back next Sunday with a bunch of school supplies. Amen. Come back and fill those buckets up. We're going to bless those children. Amen. Let me pray for you guys as you go out this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've done in this place. We thank you for new life, fresh starts, new beginnings, God. We thank you, God, that you're building, you're equipping your church, Jesus, to rise up and to be the church that you've called it to be. Father, I pray for the city. I pray life over the city, God. I pray that these people will be your, your vessels each and every day this week, God, as I interact with people, God, I pray that they will be fueled by you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for this amazing time. It's in Jesus' name, and everybody says amen, amen. We love you. God bless you. If you need prayer this morning, come on up as we pray for you. God bless.